Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm very, very excited today. I have a podcast that I just was a speaker on as a guest. Um, with Alyssa Trusdell and with Jennifer Waldsmith from The Mom Empire. Now, these guys, you're going to learn about these guys. There's going to be lots of stuff in the show notes here. Just know that I have um, hired them to do all of the marketing that I do for the Family Business Podcast, the social media. These are two experts in this area, and I was so excited to be uh, a guest speaker on their podcast. They're going to go into a lot of details on the things that we do and how we do it. So this is a behind the curtains look at everything that has to do with the Family Business Podcast and what drives it. Um, it talk, we talk about Susan, we talk about Justin, we talk about Chelsea. I think you're going to love this. So I'm going to split this up into two episodes. So it's in bite-sized chunks because we talked for a while. So with that, here is part one of the episode with the Mom Empire, Jennifer and Alyssa, on how we do things at the Family Business Podcast. Hey guys, we are back with another episode of the Mom Empire Podcast. Today we are talking with Murray Miller, host of the Family Business with Murray Miller Podcast. Murray is a financial strategist, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and business coach. No one understands better than Murray that developing multiple streams of income is a key component to independence and freedom living. I'm a little nervous having another podcaster on the episode today. I feel like you're this podcast guru and pro and we just got started. So I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm lucky that we get to pick your brain today. So on that note, hi, Murray, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. You know, and nerves are good, by the way. They give you energy. They keep you sharp. Uh, at least that's what I keep telling myself whenever I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That makes me feel better. So we also have Jennifer, our founder, with us today, and she will be giving us her take on the market trends as we speak with Murray. So hi, Jennifer. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Murray. Hello. Um, okay, so this episode is good timing as Murray just released his latest episode of his podcast, of what he would do differently if he could start over. And in that episode, you outline a series of systems that people need to set up in order to build a successful network marketing business. So we definitely want to delve into that further. But first, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Marie, and your path to getting where you are today. Well, you know, good, good topics. I will say that um, this is somewhat cliche, but it's true. I think the key to being successful over time is perseverance. It's being consistent with whatever it is that you're doing and, you know, staying the course, of course, educating yourself and being open minded. Those are all things um, on our podcast. We always talk about residual income. Uh, residual income is uh, something I'm very passionate about. I mean, I always say we we all have res residual bills. Why not have residual income at the same time? <laughs> so we talk about that and we offer different um, 
different scenarios where you can build residual income. I think you guys know that I created a, a, an ebook called The Eight Sources of Residual Income, where I talk about the different sources and how you can tap into the one that you're passionate about that makes sense for you. So all those things being said, that's how I got to where I am and, and how I continue um, down that path. I love it. I, I think one of the most important things for any entrepreneur, business owner, myself included, is education. And that's something that uh, I don't think gets talked about on this podcast a lot. The, the constant seeking of how to do things and doing things better, which, of course, leads to uh, better time management, finding ways to accomplish your goals that you may not have known. Uh, there's whole roadmaps out there. I remember when Murray and I first connected on our very first phone call, we talked about um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which, you know, is a very, very famous um, book about uh, building wealth. And it cracked me up. One of his most recent episodes was why the book got it wrong. And I was like, I wonder if he remembers this conversation that we had, but I felt like we connected because we were reading, you know, the same books and kind of on the same journey. Um, but yeah, I think education is is a driving force. So no we love, right? Uh, so we love working with you and your wife Susan. Uh, I think you guys are very inspiring. Your passion, your drive. Uh, you guys always seem to be goal setting and then going after those goals. One of the things we talks about, we talk about, is execution being one of the most you know important things to reach your goals. But we think that people who don't um, execute are the ones that, you know, obviously fall um, to the side. Um, Murray and Susan also have a daughter and son. Their daughter is an amazing content creator on Instagram. Uh, their son invests in NFTs and is doing his uh, college thing. So <laughs> with this entrepreneurial mindset of your family, one thing you talk about on your podcast is how to time your business, how to time when you launch it, how to time your different strategies and how to build a strategic wealth plan alongside that, that, you know, supports the lifestyle you want, the, the family uh, that you want. And I think you guys are a prime example of living it. So <laughs> that was a long way of getting to my question, which is, can you tell us a little more about what you mean about building a strategic wealth plan and how it can actually work with your business? Absolutely. So it was a great question and there's a lot to unpack with that. But I think the first thing that people need to focus on is making themselves a priority in their own financial life. Um, we pay our bills, right? We know we have to pay our, you know, our mortgage, our cell phone bill, our electric bill. These things come in and we have to pay them or they shut them down but we don't get as urgent about paying ourselves. And I've been talking about this for many years. You have to make yourself a priority and pay yourself first. It doesn't have to be a lot to start, but I like to tell people whatever your income is and you know, just put that number in your head for a second, take 10% of that number, whatever that gross number is that you get paid weekly or biweekly or however you get paid, 10% of that is a bill that you have to pay to yourself and you have to put it somewhere where it's not going to get touched 
It's a priority to leave it alone, just like it's not even there. It doesn't exist. And I, I mean, I taught my kids this from the time they were little. This is how you become independent. And, you know, as you get into that a little bit, you know, what I do with most of my clients, and as as you mentioned in the beginning, I consider myself a financial educator more than anything else. I educate people on the different options that they have on how they can build compound interest and how they can set themselves up to pay less taxes or do something on a tax-free basis, which can really be liberating when you're saving money over a consistent period of time. So building a, a side hustle, which is really getting you to the point, I know you're going to bring this up, getting you to the point where you can have extra money to do all those extra things. I would like to take a portion of that and put it into a strategic plan to start building your financial gold and building your wealth and having your money eventually work for you as opposed to you work for your money. Yeah, that's really interesting that you talk about. Um, I know we are going to bring up side hustles, but I think in the economy that we're in and maybe even prior to this this current economy, the the idea of a side hustle has always been there. But again, not everybody is successful at that. And so do you talk about that when you're when you're talking to your clients about how to become successful with your your side hustle, if that's something they're interested in? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great question. So when I'm interviewing someone and they are a potential client for me, or they're a potential new team member for our network marketing business, um, I'm listening more than I'm talking. Like I ask a lot of discovery questions because I want to know what drives a person, what's holding them back in many cases. And what you have to do in order to do that is you have to get them speaking and get them to really explain to you what is inside their head. You know, a lot of uh, great motivators have said the same thing about our income and our finances. You can only make money or save money up to a certain point where you hit that wall, which is your own barrier that you put there that may have been put into your head from your growing up with your parents from some other outside source that you're not even aware of, that we hit this ceiling, we say, that's all that I can make. That's all that I'm worth. You have to get to that point where you figure out, even though people might have these big dreams and they want more and they want to do more and they want to have this and they want to acquire that, what is it that's holding you back? So for me, I try to find out exactly what's in a person's head before I know which path I'm going down, Alyssa. I don't know if I'm going to be talking to them about building residual income or creating a wealth plan or whatever the case may be or finding what it is that they're passionate about until I know more about you know their financial life and how they treat their own financial life. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that is good to know is there there's more than just um one type of side hustle cuz i you know some people think at least i would um back in the day you know side hustle means some sort of like product that you're selling that may mm -hmm. be slightly um not culty but kind of like gets a bad rep um mm -hmm. and there are a lot of different types of of passive income, residual income, there are a lot of different streams. So have you, have you and your family, I know you guys are all kind of in that and it's so interesting. Um, but have you guys like dabbled in others that maybe you're like, this isn't for us, or this isn't where I'm passionate, or this is mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. interesting. Um, are there, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I know where you're going. So, I mean, 
there's so many different ways to create uh, something that can pay you other than what it is that you do full time. And if you don't have a full time business and you're looking for something, there's there's ways to create income that doesn't require you have to leave the home or do things like that with all the online business opportunities we have. When you talk about side hustles and, and having it revolve around a product, I automatically think of affiliate marketing. And I think when people think of affiliate marketing, sometimes they think of very um, um, powerful people that are influencers online and they're they're pitching a product or they're mentioning a product or they're, you know, this is where I get my, uh, my clothing, my vitamins, my skincare, whatever. And that kind of makes people think, okay, I don't have that kind of influence. I can't do that. And if I'm doing that it, and I'm doing it with my friends, maybe that's kind of scammy or doesn't feel right. Here's what I have to say about that. There's so many different things you can do from owning a business to creating a business that has a subscription model or affiliate marketing, or we talked about network marketing a little bit today. We'll probably dive into that a little bit. Investments, uh, real estate, on and on, right? There's so many things that you can do. You have to find something that is passionate to you. And you, what I tell people is in your quiet moments, what do you think of that is something that you love, something that you feel like, wow, I could really get behind that, or I really like to be part of that team because that community is, is that it sings to my heart. Those are the things that I want people to go after because then, you know, it's very easy to be passionate and people will follow you if you're passionate about something as opposed to, oh my God, here's the science behind this. The science isn't what sells people. It's usually your passion first and then other things can pick up from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I'm sitting here thinking like, what what are those things I think about? And and it's true. Like, you know, it's not something that's super flashy and, and in your face. It's, you know, little things that, you know, not everybody would want to do, but it interests me. And like like this business that Jennifer and I created, um, you know, it's a marketing business, I guess, at the start, but it, it's kind of turned into this other thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that's why we're successful with it is because we're like nerds about it. We're, we get so excited talking about it. Well, you're but good at it too. Gonna... I mean, that's go ahead. Thank go ahead. you. Thanks. I think we're missing uh, really another important aspect. Of course, you want to find something that you're passionate about because otherwise you're going to feel like a phony to yourself and it's going to reflect um, reflect when you talk to people, but the approach that you, you know, push services or push products is, is not sold in the way that it used to be. Uh, now people, people who push out those blog articles, the information, uh, just value driven content, as we say, w once they push that out to educate and, give the freebies and opt-ins and people start to click and pick an interest at that point is when, you know, loyal customers are made. Um, so I think when we hear side hustle, there's a negativity because you're thinking, oh, that person who I haven't talked to in high school is going to Facebook message me and ask me if I've ever uh, used come to their online oil. party like yeah come to their what's that uh the kid book parties i get invited to so many oh, of those. oh yeah but, um the yeah one. come to my book party it's like i don't know you i don't know these books but if i had been following their feed or uh 
you know, they're talking about how good their kids are getting at reading, how calm they are at bedtime, what an amazing addition it made to, you know, their lives. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, um, I want to make an amazing change to my life. This sounds good. And at that point, you know, I, I can take the step, but when it's, a cold sale, um, as they say, mm. then, you know, I think pe- that's when people start to kind of feel defensive and that's just not a place you want, you know, to be. Yeah. Because you, you, you know what I can, I can speak to that because that's what I call the no like, and trust factor. If you, if you don't know someone and you haven't had a chance to like them yet because you don't know them, there's no trust. But if you can get to know a person, like if they're talking about things on their feed, like you said, that you can relate to, and then you start to like what they're doing and you're following it more often, all of a sudden there's this trust. So if they come up with something, they've provided you with some some things that you've already related to, now you can trust them. And maybe, yeah, maybe you would be interested in in whatever it is that they have to offer. But just going in cold, it it, it feels cold. It feels clammy. It feels... Like, ugh, you know, right? It's got that yuck factor that you don't want anything to do with. (laughs) So that's why I think in marketing and promoting, it's so important that we create raging fans. You know, I talk about this on my podcast all the time. That's what really drives your business is when people are talking about it. And then marketing, you know, there's nothing more exciting than word of mouth marketing because people would rather believe someone that they know or someone that they trust than over any kind of manufactured ad campaign or just a cold call, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, I think you did a good job and we also did a good job because I think Jennifer and I just it it comes so naturally to us to just bring into conversations like the the whole point of marketing your business and like building that trust because again if you have no trust you probably don't have a very successful business I, and that just may be my naive point of view but I feel like it it kind of has some weight so let's talk about your marketing I know that you probably have multiple streams of income between you and your wife. Um, so why did you guys decide to outsource um, the family business with Murray Miller Marketing? Oh, that's several reasons. One is obviously the big one, time. Um, I don't have time to do it because I'm constantly dealing with creating content, uh, doing the podcast, working with clients, building our team. Um, marketing is, I think it's it's a specialty area. And, you know, I... I'm so grateful that I was able to find you um, because you guys are just experts in that area. I mean, one of the things that's so exciting to me is when I see the posts that you guys have created for me on my social media, it's my voice. You got you took the time to get to know me, and that's what I was looking for. I, I wasn't looking for just manufactured posts that, you know, would just someone that's posting two or three times a week. That doesn't do you any good. But if it's got your voice to it, which you guys are brilliant at, um, you were you were able to literally take what you learned about me and watched on my personal social channels and heard on my podcast, and you were able to make that into really something that I can get behind because it feels like me every time you post. So that is one of the reasons I wanted an expert behind the 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 social media because I just cer- certainly don't have time for it. Um, I know it's important to people to see social media, that it's out there. It gives you some sort of legitimacy in today's market. But frankly, 
my podcast gets way more attention than my social. Um, social is kind of just like a backup, I think. I and mean, people look at it and, and they move on. But on on my um, podcast, I get a lot of engagement. And that's where I, I find a lot of new clients. I get a lot of referrals, so on and so forth. So m- the marketing side of the uh, of, of social media in particular, you guys are brilliant at. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point with saying that like your your source of not income, your source of referrals and new client base comes from your podcast aspect and your social media is almost, it it has to be there. I mean, it's, it's what some people would call a necessary evil. And I think that's really important to know when you're thinking about your business, like I'm really stretched thin. What can I offload off my plate that, that I can trust somebody else to do? And I think you did that and you were like, look, I need to take social media off my plate mm-hmm. and focus on this part. And that's that's good for your mental health, your business. I mean, do you feel like it's been better for your business for that? No question about it. It's made, it's made my life a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that anything that I can outsource that I'm not an expert in, that I can bring an expert in to do it for me, um, I think it enhances my business. It enhances my no like and trust factor. It enhances my authenticity because you've taken the time to find someone that fits that niche that you need in your business that may be missing otherwise. So yeah, I think it's definitely enhanced what I do. Well, I'm glad to hear that about the mom empire. I mean, it makes us feel good, but also like we had a lot of time with you, um, you know, in the beginning stages, just getting to know you and again, your podcast was incredibly helpful. I mean, it it is literally your voice. And so it was really helpful to be able to listen to that and just get get a sense of who you were and what you were, I don't know, passionate well, you about. Get, yeah, you get different perspectives too. It is, it is the family podcast. And, you know, we just talked about Murray's approach to marketing, which is education, downloads, opt-ins, podcasts, um, it's very educational. Uh, he does text message marketing, which I love. Um, and then you look at his daughter, you would think she would do it the same way, but she actually does content marketing. She sets herself up as an example of a lifestyle. It's very um, uh, pictures and and examples and talking and video and very personal Um relationship based and then you have Susan who is very she seems kind of production creative like she just designed an incredible power shift video commercial for them she has uh, her own business thing going Um, and I just think that when you can identify what feels honest um, and authentic to you then it comes across in your social media as well with how saturated social media and the internet is people can tell in less than five seconds, whether or not you are an authentic person, they can smell like the spamminess, you know, a mile away, they're just used to it. It's encoded in them. So I love that. I love that we get those different examples from you guys on your podcast. Yeah, I do too. I think it's, it's interesting. And Jennifer, I think what you're kind of getting at is there are different marketing strategies for the business that you're doing. So, and I know Murray, your your family has like crushed it in terms of that. So how did you guys get to that, like that know-how of 
this is my audience. This is how I need to market to them. I love that. No, I think that each one of us, um, even Justin too, even though he's just in college, you know, he's, he's finding his own voice and, you know, he's doing the things he's doing, which we may or may not have time to get into, but with Chelsea, Chelsea definitely, it took her time to understand exactly where she wanted to go with it years. I'm, I mean, it didn't, it, she started in network marketing right out of college and she was green. She, she, she had the belief factor, but she didn't have the credibility because she was just a graduated college student who didn't want to go into corporate America. So she went a different road. She saw her parents being very successful in network marketing. She saw what we were able to accomplish. She saw the community that we're involved in and the trips that we took and the success that we had financially. And she said, I want to go into that area. But she did it her own way. Like, uh, you know, in the beginning, people would say, well, yeah, of course she'd be successful because her parents are helping them, helping her. No, and that wasn't why she was successful. She was dealing with a completely different demographic that couldn't relate to us because they were 35, 40 years younger than us, right? They're not relating to what, what we do and how we, <laughs> what drives us. They were relating to what she did. So she found her own voice. And as we talked about her own authenticity, and she built based on that. And she her her avatar, which we may get a chance to talk about, is is women that are in their you know mid to late 20s to early 30s and beyond and then it's expanded from there and she's found a you know a whole group of uh women that are in their 40s and now even in their 50s that are relating to what she does and now she's opening up a whole market for males and 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 she's seeing more and more men coming into her business because of the way that she markets so she's one person Susan, on the other hand, she had her avatar was herself. She was, you know, a woman that had brought up her kids that was uh, into her second career and was trying to break into it without having to go into corporate America or start a company that was a bricks and mortar company or something like that. And she knew her voice and what she was passionate about in the network marketing field. And they approached it completely differently, as you can see. Um, you know, from their social media, the difference between their social media, and you can see it from the the, the PowerShift video that you talked about, Jen. So there's two different ways that they they did it. For me, I approached it completely from a financial standpoint because that was my area of expertise. My interest was more financial than it was, um, you know, on on the other two aspects of it that I just described. So everyone has their own voice. And everyone markets to the to the avatar that they feel they want to attract into their business, their you know their clients, their team members, and so on and so forth. And that's exactly what I recommend to my clients. Whatever it is that they're passionate about, create that avatar. Who is my perfect client or customer? Who is my perfect partner or teammate? Determine where those people hang out, whether it's uh, you know to socialize or to work or to play, etc. Find out what social media they're following. And that's how you can, you know, exactly what Jennifer described, how you can become authentic in that space and people will start to follow you and refer. And that's how that's how my podcast is grown. Not because I keep marketing it. It's because people keep saying, hey, listen to this guy. This You might relate to this. So I'm getting people that other people think will relate to my message. And that is actually building my audience. Yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, I I don't know that we've gone a single podcast episode where we don't somewhat mention you have to create your ideal client. Your your client avatar has to be created in order for you to even keep going with 
your business. And it's true. And I'm sitting here thinking like, Chelsea's what, like 28, 27, something like 20, that. Yeah, she's 29 now. Yep. Yeah, 29. So, I mean, like I'm 30. So I would look at her content over over your wife's content for stuff about my like age and my interests, but that's nothing to do with, that has nothing against your wife. It's just, you know, she's kind of in that same stage of life as me, Chelsea is, right. versus Susan, who's in the same stage of life as someone else. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think some people get caught up. They're like, but I want to market to everybody and I want to I want to appeal to everyone, but really, if you try and appeal to everyone, you're you're not going to appeal to anyone. It's all it, it's just. I love that. It's, love it's that. too much. Like there's too many people in the world to to try and get to follow you and to like you, and you're not going to be. I mean, you might at some point get to that influencer level, but you can't go into it like everybody's going to love me <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> going to follow my stuff because that's that's foolish. That's but, very wise. What you just said is very, very wise. Just I, I wish I could take audience. credit for it, but we had a client a long time ago who was very wise and told us that. And I'm like, that just opened so many doors for me. All right, guys, we're going to stop the interview right here for now. And it is going to be continued in the next episode. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.